Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Are you serious? Hello, this is How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. What's going on? I'm Nick Bright. Yes, sir. Uh, and this is the episode where we talk about stuff we have been killing time with. The ways we've been killing time. Nick, I got an electric car. It's called the Polestar 2, bruv. Very exciting. You, you, listen, we spoke about electric cars on the pod in the past. Yep. And um, you know where I'm at with it. The battery technology needs to get better before I am fully invested in electric cars. Although I am... I am interested in the sector and kind of fascinated by where it can go for sure because I do think it is the future. I just don't think the future is is quite now. Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to get forced into it though because there's this mad thing happening over here in the UK where the government is charging you a lot of money to drive in London, basically. Yeah. And it will, if you have a car that pushes out a lot of exhaust fumes, it will cost you £30 just to drive through certain parts of London. 30 quid is what it will cost you before parking or fuel comes into into consideration. So yeah. electric vehicles will be exempt from, uh, well, they'll be exempt from some of the charges at the moment. It's free to drive your electric car around in within the congestion charge zone. That's probably not going to last forever. They'll end up charging you at some point. So it's cheaper to run an electric car. And also if you charge it at home, it's also cheaper to charge it as well. Ori Styler told us it costs about 11 quid to charge up his Tesla. Thing is about charging electric cars at home is that can only really work if you live in a specific type of property yes i.e you've got a driveway yep um and stuff like that whereas uh, like you know most people in london yeah really don't 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 have driveways like that yeah i know we're being specific about london but you know any major city really mm. most people that live in the in the in the kind of center of those cities don't have the the option to to have that Exactly. I mean, shout out to my neighbour who actually get, I don't know how they manage to get the same space every day, but they run a lead out of their window to their car <laughs> and put that little plastic thing on it so that if people step on it and cycle over it, it doesn't damage the cable. Mm. That's dedication, isn't it? Yeah, it's dedication. It's also quite ghetto. I like it. <laughs> it's like, imagine that, like it's plugged in next to the kettle and somebody yeah. knocks it off. Oh my God. Oh. But um, mm. yeah, so um, yeah, man, it's an electric vehicle, the Polestar 2. It's it Polestar is basically Volvo's Skunk Works. So it's their company where they were like, go off and make us racing cars. And they've also spun off and made an electric car. So basically, when you're driving a Polestar, you're driving an electric Volvo, which means, if I'm honest, straight to the chase with, with regards to the insides, it's really nice. It's Scandinavian design, isn't yeah. it? Do you know what I mean? So it's simple. Nice it's, interior. It's mad because I don't, I don't know whether it's because you and I are getting older or what. Mm. But like When I was younger, Volvos were like, frowned upon almost like ah oh, that's an old man's car you get me volvo that's dead you know what i'm saying but like now 
like the XC90 and stuff like that, or that you know any of the XC series, decent, bruv. We, t- you know what, we tried the XC40 a few years back, and it was a decent car, like full of packed full of tech, like yeah. loads of tech that you get you you get in other cars in a few years time, but you usually have to spend a pretty penny. So yeah, like decent size, te- uh, decent tech in it. Lovely Scandinavian design. So how did it translate into the electric situation, Nick? It was a lovely drive. In fact, it it probably it turned the same amount of heads as when I was driving the electric Mucky, which was a Mustang. It was nice, but some people were getting a bit confused because their logo for the Polestar is like these weird two interjoining kind of arrows, right? People were like, no, that's a nice Citroen that you got there, bruv. That's a uh, nice Chrysler that you got there, bruv. That's a nice... I was like, no, it's, it's a Polestar. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said, bruv. Citroen. Very, very nice. <laughs> so it's like people are not used to what that logo means, but I kind of like that it looks a little bit different. Um, but yeah, in terms of it, it's spec 0 to 60 in under five seconds, which is... F- Mate, electric cars are just rapid, aren't they? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, off the mark. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, they, they don't have to... They don't have, there's no combustion engine in there, basically. Exactly. Up to 335 miles on one charge. That's you, not bad. You know with charging, though, there's caveats, though, aren't there? So there's... Yeah, so yeah. the WLTP certified range is a certified measurement now. So they're doing that now because they don't want car companies just saying, yeah, man, you get 700 miles when they've tested it rolling downhill for like yeah. six hours, you know what I mean? So that's the average range of the car traveling at 30 miles an hour in summer temperatures from 100 degree, 100% to zero state charge. That's what the WLTP. So it's not always achievable in real life, but it's much more accurate. I found probably looking at about clean 220 on it, if you want to be safe. Do you know what I mean? Like I was not driving it at 30 miles an hour. I kind of just drive them as I do normal cars. Yeah. And yeah, getting about 200 miles out of it with a bit of road, bit of motorway and all that kind of jazz. Um, yeah, so it's not bad. It can tow up to 3,000 pounds. So that's a six berth caravan. So if you want to have an electric caravan to make, so if you want to have a caravan attached to your electric vehicle to make it look a lot less cooler, you can do that as well. Really good to know, isn't it? <laughs> Ultimately squeeze all of the cool out of your vehicle immediately. Uh, the one I had had these lovely like uh, yellow Brembo brakes they were. So if you know your racing car stuff, they've cool, got some nice Brembo brakes. It was this cool little grey, which I call gentrification grey because in my area where it was gentrifying, all of the cool houses that rich people are moving into, they're painting them grey. So it's got that kind of cool grey colour. And yeah, man, bruv, decent leg space, space, decent boot space. It was a pleasurable drive. But for me... I want more mileage on all of these electric cars. Yeah, yeah. I want 600 miles. It's needed. It's, it, it's, it, the, the problem, like I said before, we live in quite a small country here mm-hmm. and the mileage is an issue. Mm-hmm. It will, it, electric cars, until they manage, like you say, to crack 600 miles, uh, maybe even more mm-hmm. into, into one charge, mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult to dominate the world market. You yeah. know, in countries like the States where like a, a four hour daily commute is normal and shit, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? A hundred percent. And I think what we need, what we need is we need that infrastructure as well, because that would help you feel better. If you knew 100% wherever you got to, you'd have a charge. Great. Yeah. But at the moment, there's still the issue with charging stations that break. Like there's when I, when I charge, when I drive an electric vehicle, I go to the charging one, uh, the charging facility before the one that I need to go to, if that makes sense. So if one's 10 miles away, uh, and that's the one that I need to get to before I run out of juice. I go to the one that's two miles away so that if it is broken, I've got eight miles to 
now let me rephrase that better if i have 50 miles charge left on my car i'll go to the charge point that's available uh when i have still have 25 miles left on it as opposed to going to the one that's you know there when i have by the time i get to it i'll have five miles left on it because i don't want to be in a place where i try and get a charge and then it doesn't work and that can still happen and unfortunately petrol stations are still a lot more reliable than electric uh, charging points in terms of them all working all the time Obviously, I know there are people listening that are in London and stuff and they're just like, yo, I can find a charging point anywhere. But it's kind of when you get outside of the M25 that you need to make sure that reliability is there. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, most of the time when you get outside of London, it's like service stations and stuff like that. Mm. And like, you know, that's cool on the one hand. I know some of the service stations have like rapid charging points and stuff like that. But like, like I was reading a thing the other day for uh, for an electric, I can't remember what brand it was, but it was something along the lines of, um, you know, you can stop for a service station, uh, you can stop in a service station um, and, you know, grab a coffee whilst you get some more charge into your vehicle. And I'm like, yeah, but not everybody wants to do that. Sometimes you're in a motherfucking rush out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes it's like, I need to get to the office. Yeah, or I need yeah. to get to this meeting or whatever that I'm going to. I ain't got time to stop for a half an hour coffee. <laughs> oh, you no. know what though? To be fair though, Nick, yeah, to be fair, at the service station, when, by the time you get out, go for a pee, queue for a coffee, come out. You, you're like 20 minutes in, you know? Yeah, no, it's I know like that. Minutes. But like a lot of the time when I'm driving places, bro, like, like even when I've been driving to bookings in the past in my car, I don't even stop. I'd get in the car in London and I drive to wherever I'm going because it gets there's enough diesel or petrol in the car that I, could, I don't need to stop. Yeah. And like, it's just business only, you know? Like when I'm when it, when it's a leisurely one, it's cool. Like, you know, if I'm going to visit family or, you know, mm. something like that, mm. I might stop and like chill, relax, blah blah blah. But like if 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 I if it's business, sometimes I don't want to stop. I don't want to prolong the the <laughs> the journey. You know, I want the journey to be over. Nick is the proper dad like, "Have you had a last wee? Cuz I'm not stopping." Yeah. You got to try. Uh, well, I am listen, not when stopping. I, when I have kids, mate, that'll be it. I'll be like, "You don't need to you don't need to wear nappies in the car, yeah, because <laughs> I'm not stopping. <laughs> Nick's got the uh, shiwi and the uh, and the Coca Cola <laughs> bottle with a lid cut off the top of it, like with the hole in it. Going right. I told you. I gave you a chance. That's it. You're gonna have to do car wee now. And if there's one drop in the car, you're all getting in trouble. Imagine that. She a nervous man. piss. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. So um, yeah, back to the Polestar. Yeah, uh, a lovely drive. Cool car. Turn heads. It. Funny enough, it's internal um display. The the what do they call it now? The the multimedia unit. The infotainment system uh yeah. it's not got apple from what i saw not got apple carplay when i drove it but however they have upgraded the polestar to now have apple carplay uh but when i drove it it was just before uh they allowed us to to um do that and it did have google maps which is pretty good so you could say like hey yeah. google uh you could talk to it kind of like we spoke about the mbux system hey google can you turn up the heat in hey google how do i get here whatever and that was really helpful um but yeah, give me some Apple CarPlay, please, because at the moment, uh, I don't really want to use the car's system that are on board, really, other than for using the aircon and turning the radio up and down. I want my phone in my car, basically. Yeah. I have no I mean, need. Car, car, yeah. CarPlay's got, got to be, you know, they need to be looking at that. Every, every brand now, when they're bringing out, it almost feels, I know it sounds quite churlish of me to say this, and maybe I'm saying it as somebody who is relatively tech savvy, um, I feel like CarPlay is one of the most important things now um, in terms of your infotainment system. 
you know, it's all good having your built-in nav and all of that stuff. But like, you know, in my Mercedes, I've used my built-in nav maybe twice. And that was just to see what it was like. <laughs> Real talk. Like, you know, like I, I just use Google Maps because you get the updated traffic. You know, sometimes if I'm in London anyway, I might I might use Waze because, you know, Waze is, uh, gives you all the back streets and blah, blah, blah. But the problem is, you know, <laughs> again, don't want to turn this into the dad cast. The problem is... Um, <laughs> A lot of the roads in London, Marcus, you can attest to this as oh. well. A lot of the roads in London lately, these little mad flower pots that are popping up everywhere, like turning them into like pedestrianized zones. And, and a lot of the map, a lot of the map, um, you know, services, they, they didn't get the memo. Like, so it would try and take you down a road and there's this big fucking flower pot there and you can't go down the road. It's jarring. I'm so I'm fighting the urge to to feed into this conversation, but yes, I think they're called LTNs, isn't it? Yeah. Low, low traffic neighbourhoods. So like, I get it because obviously there's a there's a there's like a real balance between global warming and like trying to make things better for the environment. But it's like don't funnel everybody onto the one same road. That's worse for the yeah, environment. Yeah. Like the, the 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 amount of fumes and stuff around that one main r road now must be ridiculous. Exactly. Maybe, maybe wait until after the pandemic as well. I'm just saying, isn't it? Maybe yeah. we do all of this, but yeah. can we just deal with one problem at a time? Maybe, yeah, maybe when yeah. you're trying to force people onto public transport and that, maybe wait until there's not a deadly virus floating around <laughs> that can kill, you know, like maybe, 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 maybe just do that. Yeah, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. Because uh, in the meantime, uh, yeah, I'll be pushing electric vehicles around central London because I don't really want to be paying all those big charges. But yeah, man, yeah. it is, 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 is frustrating um, that, that, but luckily, you know, we have maps now, to be honest. I've Somebody the other day asked me how I got somewhere. Like, oh, did you take the A4 away? And I was like, bro, I don't know. Yeah. I just, so I just follow funny, maps, innit? I don't, yeah. I don't now, need that Now knowledge. it's just like, yeah, I follow Google Maps. Like back back in the day. I mean, now in, in London, there's a few roads that are like famous, like the A406, which is like, it's the North Circular yeah. Road. And it's basically famous because there's always traffic on it. <laughs> like the, the A40, if you live in Northwest, you probably know the A40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's where you grew up and stuff like, but... You know, when, when it's like, oh, did you take the B10765? And, and I'm like, mate, yeah. literally bang on that nav. That shit could be trying to take me for a lake and I'll be following <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know it looks I mean? right. It looks right to me. Yeah. Let's let's go on. Let's do it. <laughs> is, hey. is, is, is this a hover car? Yeah. Like, is, hey, it like, said it's the fastest vehicle. route. We're going to save four minutes by going this way. So what's a little bit of rain? Ha <laughs> ha. Hold your breath. But yeah, so it's, um, it's crazy how we rely on stuff like that now, man. I, a to Z used to be something you had in your car. Crazy. Mental. And that, Mental. do cabbies still have to do that that exam, the knowledge? The knowledge. Yeah, yeah, they still got to do that, man. How archaic is that? When you can have, let's be honest, and I don't want to disrespect any cabbies because I think it's an amazing feat that you've learned all of the roads within a certain area. But you, even though you memorize it, you can't know that there's been a crash on the main road six miles away immediately. Google Maps is going to tell you that ASAP and give you another route. Yeah. That's mad, man. That's absolutely crazy. Just, just comes up saying, accident ahead. Yeah. Another route. Ahead. Yeah. Bang. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, I suppose I should talk about the cost of the Polestar 2. Uh, if you would like to buy your Polestar 2 with its 300 and 11 mile range, which if I'm honest with you, I, I know I already said it, when you are looking at the range of electric vehicles, always... Take it with a pinch of salt. Um, you're never going to get the full range. I mean, with cars that you know, they give you their miles per gallon, it's a little bit different. But with an electric vehicle, if you're somebody who knows you have, you do a lot of fast starting and stopping and stuff like that, you're just going to absolutely 
rinse your battery down. Okay, so just be very aware of that. So it starts at forty nine thousand uh, pounds, which is, you know, just saying it's not the cheapest electric car out there. But you are driving a Volvo, which is you're looking at something which is quality. Yeah, get me. So it's a uh, so, yeah, yeah that's, that's the cost of it. Nice car, I like it. If if I was to rate all electric cars that I've driven. I'd say I'll put it up there with the Mustang and as well for for the head for head turnability in terms of fun drive. Yeah, man, it was super cool. Just with all electric vehicles, after driving a petrol one, when I jump back into an electric vehicle, I always struggle getting it going because I forget. I'm I'm waiting for that noise for it to turn on. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, it's not on. It's not going anywhere. And it's like, oh yeah, just press go. It's on. On. <laughs> yeah, it's decent. Um, also, I d- when I went and did that um, stuff with the uh, Nugget, the Ford Nugget, the camper van. I had a bunch of other tech that I got my hands on as well to take on the camping trip. So I think I want to like highlight just a couple of the ones that I really enjoyed. Um, okay. One of them was this cool ass thing called a life straw. Bro, it's insane. It's this straw, right? Well, it actually comes a straw or a water bottle you can have, but it clean it cleans water that is like dirty, muddy and filthy and makes it drinkable. It purifies it as well. This life straw. So it's like this little... It has this little tech in it where it's this straw with these fibers in it and it filters water, but it filters it not just like gets the gunk out of it. It turns undrinkable water into drinkable water. It's insane, bro. Listen, it sounds good, but I don't know whether I'd trust it. I felt I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking out of a muddy puddle on some campsite thinking, oh, well, this straw's doing the job. <laughs> I wouldn't like, yeah, I wouldn't like dip it in a, in a, in a dog's piss like and, and sip yeah. it up. Yeah, you're right. But but however though, Nick, like I did notice this, like if you're in a jam, right, it and you gotta use it and you gotta drink, it's the one. But I noticed this, I put some tap water in it, right? That tastes really chlorine because that's where we we're filming. And I put some drinking water in it and sipped it, and then I put it in the bottle and drank it through the straw, and it filtered out some of that chlorine taste. I swear right, down. Okay. I was like, whoa, it works, man. Um and yes, yeah, so, but you can get different types. You can get like live straw goes and jugs and all that stuff now. But yeah, man, if you want filtered water and you've got like one of the other ones, like Britta or something, yeah, that could be cool. But I suggest you try the live straw one because it's real, it's a real deal stuff. The filters last for flipping ages. I think they give you like three years worth of drinking water on the regular straw. So the bigger one's gonna be loads as well. But yeah, it's really cool, man. Uh, another cool bit of tech as well. I had a biometric padlock, Nick. So much fun using my fingerprint to open a padlock. That's from Master Lock. Um, and also another thing that I had a fun with, bruv, this has got, people are taking a piss out of me that know me for saying this. <laughs> this has got to be my gadget of the summer 2021, yeah? What's it going to be? It's called the Meter Plus. Not only is it one of the best puns ever, because the meter is a thermometer for meat. Okay. M-E-A-T-E-R, right? Oh, I see. Yeah? yeah right. Where's my badumch sound effects? Nick's does say, wait, wait. Yeah? Meter? Yeah. Nick's, Nick's like, yeah, great one, mate. I get it. Yeah, me. You get it, Nick, because it's me and the and the yeah, 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 yeah. and because it's the yeah, cool. Yeah, top banter. Yeah, right <laughs> but yeah, right. Barbecue season is upon us, right? This is a smart meter that's wireless. So you pop it out of its case, and it's just like a metal rod. You stick it into a bit of steak. Tell the app what exactly you're cooking, what meat it is. Like you know, for example, beef. What cut of steak? Uh, uh, what cut of it is? So, like a rump steak, or is it a wagyu steak, or is it a T-bone? Tell it that, and then it will say how much do you want it cooked, right? Then you say I'd like it cooked to this degree, like medium rare. It will monitor the temperature within the meat and outside of the meat to check that it's being cooked properly on the outside and on the inside. And when it's correctly cooked, your 
the app, it connects to an app on your phone and that goes off. Like, your food is ready. So when you're doing outside cooking on a barbecue where you have no control over the heat and you don't want to mess up the food, aka me, it is amazing. We cooked a steak, right? Outside on a barbecue and it the flames weren't hot enough because the app told us. So we started fanning it. The steak looked a little, if I'm honest, looked a little bit overdone on the outside. Yeah, but it told us to cook the steak for another 10 more minutes. Cook the steak for 10 more minutes, bruv. A suck a cheap steak, but can I say, was succulently and deliciously perfectly cooked. And I've used it a few times. I've used it on chicken. I've used it with different cuts of steak. Mate, it's amazing. I hate cooking food and worrying about whether it's cooked properly on the inside. This now, stick it in any type of steak. I know, right, look, Nick, how do you want your chicken breast cooked? Nick's a fan of the breast of chicken. Nick, how do you want your chicken breast cooked? So that it doesn't kill you, Nick? Would you like that? Would you like it to be not killing you? I mean, I'm not a massive steak fan. You know this about me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I, think, I think any kind of food you're eating, you don't really want it to kill you. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah, yeah. To, to, to go along with what you're saying, yeah, I, I don't want to get sick or die from eating a steak if I were to eat one. So Nick doesn't want his chicken breast medium rare. He doesn't. He wants it well. <laughs> Well done, and um, yeah, it's amazing. Well, chicken need chicken needs to be cooked <laughs> exactly, <proper>. exactly. <laughs> but you can use it on chicken. You can you use it I on mean? lamb. No, 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 no one's eating like raw pink chicken. Loud at. <laughs> yeah, what you don't you don't like your chicken rare? Oh, it's delicious. Who is that geezer that licked a chicken? <laughs> what footballer was it? Who kissed a chicken? Uh, P- Patri- Patrice Evra. That was it. Patrice Evra when he just went off on one and started kissing raw chicken. Anyway, um, yeah, it works with beef, fish, yeah, lamb, or pork. Weird. And mate, honestly, it's it's magnetic as well, so you can stick the whole thing on your fridge afterwards. Honestly, it's one of my favorite bits of tech because I hate undercooking things or overcooking things. So yeah, the Meter Plus, yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. Please, we'll put a link in the. We've got a, a whole article up on the website, which is kick-ass as well. Um, it works really, really well, man. Really, really well. Um, honestly, it's got to be a bit, bit of tech for the summer, man, because you can use it indoors yeah, as yeah. well. So it's great. Def, it, well, at the minute, barbecue season as well, you know what I'm saying? Bruv, it is such a barbecue season, man. It is, oh, I love it. I went to a barbecue over the weekend and there's nothing better than, a, it was just, I would add, I had one burger and one sausage off the barbecue. Bruv, delicious. Proper burger sauce. Poor. Bit of cheese on it. Poor. Everybody loves burger sauce. Poor. But yeah, anyway, that's uh, that's my thing. I mean, what have you been up to recently, Nick? How have you been killing time? Doesn't necessarily have to be techie. No, listen, not 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 too much to be honest with you. Obviously, it's the Euros mm. um, in England. Well, in the, in 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 Europe, it's the the European Championships in soccer or football. Um, so I have obviously been watching every single game. Um, and as we record this today, I think Scotland's first game is happening at two o'clock today. So I'll probably end up watching that, hoping, sorry to any Scottish listeners, um, but hoping that you guys get beat. <laughs> Just in the same way that Scottish people will be hoping that England get beat. Um, yep. You know, so that's that's kind of that's kind of where we are. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm kind of killing time doing that at the moment, but also like uh, moved into my uh, studio in my garden. So I've, I've been spending time kind of having to take apart all my furniture and then reassemble it because it did basically I have to go down the back staircase of my place and it's really thin so I had to take my whole desk apart completely and then reassemble it which it's an IKEA desk so it's not that difficult but it's still a ball ache isn't it yeah are they, I I don't I find that IKEA furniture because I'm quite rough when I put stuff together 
It doesn't like being taken apart and put together no. too many times. You have to be so careful. Yeah, it's really annoying. Um, so yeah, like when I'm taking it apart now, because listen, I've, I'm a vet with this. I've, I've moved so many times with so many bits of Ikea furniture. Mm. Um, you just have to be super careful, like you say, because if you're if if you um, if you're too kind of rough with the screws and stuff, which, you know, if you've just tuned into this podcast at that specific point does sound a bit dodgy, but if you're too <laughs> rough with the, with the, with the screwing, then uh, yeah, the thread goes and all of that, and yeah, it's it's a joke, really. Yeah, a hundred percent. So like, so so with a uh, Chateau de Nick, right? The Nick Cave, the Man Cave. Well, like, how, like, are you gonna are you gonna go for it? Are you gonna go for it, Nick? Is it gonna have a bar? No, in it? It, it, Is it gonna it's have a gym? Not big in enough. It? it ain't big enough. Like <laughs> literally, it's it's big enough for my desk. Um, I've got I've got like a a shelving unit behind me with some trainers on it. Um, nice. And then I've got a bracket on the wall behind me, which will eventually have a uh, a TV on it, so nice. that I can so that on on that TV, um, I can obviously watch stuff, but also put like logo. If I'm doing like filmed stuff in here, I can put logos of whatever outlet I'm doing film stuff for. So like if I'm doing stuff for my radio show on Radio One Extra, I can put the One Extra logo on there and nice. just like nerdy shit like that, so it looks a bit nicer, you know. Nice, nice. Look forward to seeing how it looks, man. We'll definitely do like a little zoom. In the meantime, Nick, yeah. So for, for back to the footy, England's got a good group for the Euros, haven't they? England have got quite a good chance in this European Championships, you know, and I, I, I don't say that as someone that's getting too ahead of myself like we normally do as mm. uh, as Brits. So, you know, I, I we, put it this way, the group that we're in, we should win that group, especially because we played Croatia the other day. We beat them. Um, that was the hardest the toughest game in the group so because of that we should win the group and then that will put us into the into the next the the, the the knockout rounds and we take it from there but yeah i mean i'm looking at it and like belgium france england portugal they're kind of like the main protagonists so mm. yeah like it could be coming home bruv i was gonna say is it is it could it be i don't want to say it but yeah you said it it could, it could be coming home it could be coming home <sighs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What would we do? 
What would happen? Like, would we have a national holiday? Like an unofficial one? No one's going to work if we win. It would be mental if we won. Mental. I think I'd actually Trust take me. the day off, you know. Whatever I I'm I'd doing. I think, off. Nick, don't turn up to radio. Fuck it. Just don't turn up. Yeah. yeah, just leave it. Like, studio empty. Or just play his coming home for three hours. It's <laughs> down, on loop. But yeah, anyway, that I'm was our... <laughs> Uh, anyway, that was our review of tech. Uh, we got some cool car stuff to talk about coming up, actually, because uh, we, we, we had our, got our hands on a cool little car and some other techie bits are going to be coming up. Make sure if you want to get another episode of our Timeless Tech Stories, you can sign up to our Patreon, can't you, Nick? Yes, you can indeed. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com forward slash how to kill an hour. That's the one. That's where you can get the uh, exclusive bonus content. Uh, so if you want to hear me and Marcus talking more shit, I mean, <laughs> it is it is like planned shit. But, yeah. you know, uh, you can over there. Yeah, you don't ever want to have an unplanned shit because that's shit in yourself. We don't do yeah. that. We plan our shits, right? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah check that over there. Um, Nick Bright, you were on social media at Nick Bright on Instagram, e- right? Exactly. And you're yeah. uh, at Marcus Bronzy. That's the one, yeah. And uh, How to Kill an Hour is at How to Kill an Hour. So we'll be in your ears soon. Until next time, thank you for killing some time with us. Bless. Nice one. That's stamps.com. Code program.